Hey, this is Greg Knapp. Coming up today on the podcast, it's all about your purpose. George Costanza can help you find your passionate purpose. Hey, Greg, find your passionate purpose is really bad advice. A big part of our purpose is to cultivate relationships and... Once I become successful, then I'll worry about fulfilling my purpose. Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. I want to start with one of my favorite television characters, George Costanza. Hey, if you want to live an inspired, extraordinary life, you're my kind of people. So finding your passion or purpose is the first step on your amazing journey. See, a person with a strong enough purpose doesn't need a snooze button. I got an email saying, Greg, I'm on board with this. I want to find my passion or purpose. I want to live the life I was meant to, but I'm having trouble figuring out what it is. I got you. First, as we've talked about before, there's no one right way to do this, but I do have a ton of strategies and techniques to help you find it. See, changing your life from pointless to purposeful changes everything. So let's get back to my favorite TV character, George Costanza. Remember the Seinfeld episode where George figured out that his life was a mess because he always made the wrong choices? Remember that? Here was the solution. He decided he was going to do the opposite of what he would normally do and see how that would work. Because if everything he did was wrong, then everything the opposite of what he did must be right. Sure enough, his life improved greatly. Of course, it wasn't really hard to improve the life of a bald, middle-aged, overweight, unemployed man who still lived with his parents. But you get the idea. I call it the Costanza method. So here's what you do. Figure out all the things you don't want in every part of your life. Describe what your worst job would be, who you, who you would be working with, what your hours would be like, how much you would earn or how little, what your vacations would be like. Move on to where you would live, who you'd be married to, what your family and friends would be like. Just continue describing what you don't want for your spiritual life, your physical fitness, every aspect of your life you can think of. Write it out in as much detail as you can. I mean, make this your nightmare scenario life. See it. Feel it. Make it as real for you as you possibly can. Now, marinating that a little bit. Pretty brutal, isn't it? Now, you apply the Costanza method. Imagine and write down the exact opposite life, and you'll be on your way to your best life. And you'll have a bald, middle-aged, overweight, unemployed man who still lives with his parents to thank for it. You're welcome. Hey, it's just another way to do this. You know, I've already shown you other ways to do it. You've got my free ebook at my website, gregorybnap.com, Five Steps to Finding Your Purpose. Oh, and don't forget, I want to give you my entire book, Go, How to Find and Pursue Your Passion and Purpose, for free because you listen to the podcast. Just go to gregorybnap.com slash go free, and you can get it there. And I also want your questions. 904-373-6591. It's all in the show notes. You leave me a message, and I'll put it right in the podcast. On to part two. Another email I got. Greg, I've heard that find your passionate purpose. You know, everybody said, find your purpose, Greg. Find your passion. That's really bad advice. Huh? Well, okay. Here's what I think the emailer is getting at. Because it has become kind of trendy to say that following your passion will just lead to disappointment. And quite often, 
you won't make any money at it and you'll be poor. And you'll never be able to achieve your dream. You'll put in all this work, you'll be hustling, you'll be doing the side hustle and spending a lot of money and time and effort and then in failure. Then you'll come crawling back to your old boring, frustrating job with your tail between your legs. You ever heard that one? I mean, gee, I can't figure out why fear holds some people back from creating the extraordinary life of the dreams and people are talking about this all the time. Well, it can go like that. I mean, if your passion is playing rap music on the accordion and singing after inhaling helium. Hey, wait a second. That sounds kind of cool. That could be like a whole new music genre. But you know what's worse than that? I mean, what's worse than finding your passion, going for it, and failing? Never even trying to figure out what you want in life. Never even trying to go for it and living a boring, frustrating, unhappy, miserable existence. Whew, sign me up for that. How about you? See, I don't think some people understand what finding and pursuing your passion and purpose actually means. And by the way, it doesn't mean you have to quit your job tomorrow. I mean, I don't know why people think you have to do one or the other. You can build this thing. See, follow your passion is actually great advice. If you understand what it really means. We'll use a little Costanza method. Here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean wandering around for decades waiting for something to make your heart leap and then slide down a rainbow into a pot of gold riding on unicorns where you never have to do any hard work again. No. And it doesn't mean you were born with only one passion that will ever make you happy. And until you find that, life sucks. It also doesn't mean that you can't have multiple passionate purposes or even that they can't change over time. It doesn't mean you immediately quit your job and go broke trying to make new things work. I just had to say that twice because some people don't get it. It doesn't mean the first passion you try becomes your new career either. Here's what it does mean. It means you were born for a purpose. You have a why. Now, those of you who don't know me, for me, I'm Christian. I believe that we were born with this purpose from God. You don't have to be Christian to believe this. I'm just telling you what I believe and why it's so strong for me. And if you have that strong why, that changes everything. See, when you find it, you find more meaning in your life. Your purpose can usually be pursued with talents and gifts that you already have because they were given to you. So how do you find them? Well, there are things you've done and experienced that you really liked and showed ability for, right? I mean, you already have some desires, beliefs, and values that could become something to build a life around. So why not start pursuing one of those and see if it truly resonates with you? That's big. Start doing something. Start taking action. Start trying it. You don't have to wait to make sure it's the perfect thing. That stops a lot of people too. See, if it does resonate with you, keep going. Build it. If it's a vocational passion, see if you can start doing it on the side. Again, without quitting the day job. Now, if that goes great, keep expanding it. And eventually, you might be able to replace that job you're not super excited about with it. I love what W. Ward said about it. Plan purposefully. Prepare prayerfully. Proceed positively. Pursue persistently. And do it all with alliteration. <laughs> Look, if it turns out that you really aren't that passionate about it after all, here's a shocking idea. Are you ready? You might want to sit down. If you're driving, be careful. Here's the shocking idea. If it turns out you really aren't that passionate about it, try another passion. 
See, it's okay to try new things. There's no one perfect passion for your entire life. At least that's not how it works for most people. Some people, okay. Most of us are going to have multiple passions. And we want to include them in our lives, and they're going to change throughout the course of our lives, and there's nothing wrong with it. Now, some of us will find a career we love and stick with it for 40 years. That's awesome, too. And others will find ways to tweak what you do throughout your career, keep it fresh, keep it exciting. And then there's still others. That's a lot of people, Greg. There's billions of people on the planet, all right? So still others will decide to totally change their careers, maybe more than once. That's me. Yeah, I know me, too. Listen, there's no right way to go about it. I just beg you to do it. See, some people claim you should just work hard at something and, yeah, you know, then you'll get better at it and then you'll become passionate about it. That kind of sounds like to me that, hey, just marry anybody, live with them a while, and then eventually you'll learn to love them. Right. See, that didn't work for me. I was really good at math in school. I made A's at it. I worked hard at it and I hated it. And I had people telling me, hey, you're really good at math. You should become an accountant. I'd rather put needles in my eyes. Why would I try to force myself to like something I didn't like? No thanks. Here's what I want on my tombstone. He followed his purpose and greatness happened. That gets me excited just saying that. I mean, doesn't it make sense to try out things you really like? Maybe even feel passionately about? See, when something starts to click for you, that's when you should develop your skills. That's when you work so hard to become world-class at it. That is what's going to grow your passion and your success. And that's still not the ending point. I mean, you're still going to need to research ways to monetize it and create goals and action plans to get there. Yeah, it's called work. Even when you love what you do, it's still work. But it's a lot more fun. I mean, why wouldn't you want to work at something you're passionate about instead of just something to earn a living? See, I don't want to earn a living. I want to make a life. So follow your passion is great advice if you understand what it really means. And as I said, there's more than one purpose and there's different parts to our purpose. And I think a big part of our purpose is to cultivate and grow relationships. I mean, because no two people have the exact same purpose. You look at our different DNA, our family upbringing, the culture we were raised in, our environments, our experience, they all add up to make us unique. But even with all that uniqueness, there are some commonalities. We were designed to be in and cultivate relationships. See, part of our purpose is to use our gifts to help other people and to allow others to use their gifts to help us. <laughs> the guy who told me, he goes, yes, um, Greg, I was born to help others. I have no idea what the other people are for. <laughs> Maybe it's to help you too. Often we become so busy just trying to pursue our purpose and succeed at our career, we fail to invest in our relationships. And then you get all out of whack. I mean, if all you got is a career or all you have is money or all you have is this or that, or the, and you don't have everything else that goes in your life, family relationships, friends, spiritual growth, physical fitness, then you're going to be out of whack. So how much effort are you putting into these different relationships? The relationship with your God, your spouse, your children, your extended family, your friends, your coworkers, your clients, strangers. Strangers? Yeah, because if you put some effort into strangers, guess what? After a couple of minutes, they're no longer strangers. 
I started thinking about this because I took my daughter on a college trip. And it was just the two of us, and we had a lot of time to talk and be together on the plane and in the car. And sometimes we had great conversations. Sometimes, like when we sat on the beach, we just enjoyed the silence. Sometimes we joked and laughed. Sometimes we talked about deep stuff. And all of it was awesome. All of it deepened our relationship. I hear people say the key to a relationship, especially with children, is quality time. Uh, I, I kind of agree with it. I mean, it's true to a point, but I think people also measure how much you value them in quantity time. I mean, you have to be with someone a certain length of time so they know you care before they're going to feel safe enough and really like you enough to let you in. Quality time's great, but relationships need quantity time too. I had to spend enough time with my daughter so that those opportunities for quality time would rise up. And she felt comfortable enough with me and close enough to me to truly be able to open up. I think the key is to invest in these relationships with the goal of being there, of the goal of just truly listening, looking for ways to help. And help doesn't always mean you rush in with the answer. Help means you support, you encourage. You grieve when they grieve. You celebrate when they celebrate. You ask questions that helps them figure it out for themselves. All of that is helping. If the goal is just for what you're going to get out of the relationship, it's not going to work. The relationship will not grow. Was it it Dale Carnegie or Zig Ziglar? Maybe it was both of them. Said, if you want a friend, be a friend. All the great stuff's going to come if you're working to help the other person. You know that person who only calls you when they need something and you see his name on your phone. The phone's ringing, you look at it, you know who it is, and you're like, what does this guy want now? Don't be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. If you can be the guy that other people look at their phone and go, oh, great, Greg's calling. Imagine how great your relationships will be. Imagine how much you could help other people, how much happier you'd be. That's my goal. I hope that when you get the little message on your phone that says another episode of my podcast has just uploaded, that you say, oh man, I can't wait to hear what Greg's going to say because he always encourages me and lifts me up. That's what I'm working for. So I hope it's working. And then I hear this, hey Greg, listen, once I become successful, once I'm making enough money, once I feel secure enough, once things are going well in my life, then I'll have time to worry about fulfilling my purpose. But right now I just got to make money. Now, look, I understand that if you're really having trouble just even making ends meet, okay? But how long? And is that the life you want to live? Have you ever heard of Viktor Frankl? He wrote the classic Man's Search for Meaning, and I highly recommend it if you have not read it. I mean, it's a book you should read multiple times. Here's one of the quotes he made. Oh, in case you don't know about him, he's a Holocaust survivor. And Here's one of the things he wrote. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Now I said, well, that's great for Viktor Frankl, okay? But he didn't understand my life. Read the book, okay? If you can read that book and at the end say, oh yeah, Viktor Frankl had it easy, then I'll listen to you. (laughs) Well, Greg, the idea about finding and pursuing your passion and purpose sounds great, but as we mentioned, you gotta have your basic needs met. Remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs. 
If you don't have the basics done, how can you go after self-actualization? So once I'm a success, then I'll worry about my purpose. I get it. But I think finding and pursuing your passion and purpose helps you get everything else you need to live, not just to live better. I really do. W. Clement Stone said this, definiteness of purpose is the starting point of all achievement. Getting back to Viktor Frankl, he found that if a prisoner at the concentration camp had no purpose left in life, if he saw no hope, he was doomed. But if a prisoner saw a purpose in life, something he could cling to, his chances of survival dramatically improved. And now we've got research to back this up. Research in some of the poorest places in the world says a strong sense of purpose keeps people going in the direst of conditions. In fact, in many places and cases, it helps people live happy, healthy lives where we would think there would be absolutely no hope. People living in third world countries have said their passion and purpose is to help my family survive, to educate children in my village, to spread happiness to everyone I meet, to get my village clean drinking water, to be able to move my family to a better place where we will be safe. Those purposes kept them motivated and inspired to live a life with meaning, to live a life that makes a difference for them and their loved ones. And it changed their life. See, a passion of purpose fueled with burning desire is unstoppable. In fact, finding and pursuing a passion of purpose may be more important before you become successful. See, it's what gets you up when you really want to stay in bed. It's what gives you the optimism when your circumstances certainly don't support optimism. It's what gives you courage to face the tough situations. And it's what lets you enjoy this life when other people are wallowing in depression. You know those people? They're always complaining. They're like Eeyore. You know, they're sitting on the edge of their bed. I am miserable. It'll never work. This is the worst. Yee. You think like that all day, it will be. And they don't have anything to live for. My belief is that finding and pursuing your passion and purpose is at every level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs scale. Regardless of where we live or how much money we make, to live our best lives, we need it in everything we do. And it, it is success. I mean, the second you begin to follow your passion and purpose, you are a success. Now, I got a few quotes here I wanted to end with that I think could really encourage you because I collect quotes about purpose. George Bernard Shaw said, this is the true joy in life, being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one. And then I've got a few that I came up with. Passion plus purpose equals joy. And you wouldn't feel the pull of your passion or purpose if it wasn't needed in the world. We need what you have to offer. Pursuing your passion or purpose does not guarantee happiness, but it does bring joy. And it sure beats doing a job you hate. Working on your passion and purpose is a lot easier and more rewarding than working on someone else's. Robert Burns said this, The purpose of life is a life of purpose. Hugh Black said, The very first condition of lasting happiness is that a life should be full of purpose, aiming at something outside self. Brian Tracy said, Decide upon your major definite purpose in life and then organize all your activities around it. Now, when you try that, things are going to start happening. I got a couple more that I came up with. Finding your purpose isn't selfish. It's the best way for you to change the world. Pursuing happiness doesn't work. Pursue your passion and purpose, 
and happiness will come to you. The reason so many people think their life doesn't make sense is because they aren't living out their purpose. You can say this to yourself, I guess this is my life. Or you can find your purpose and pursue it until you create your new reality. Be strong in the knowledge that you have a purpose. Otherwise, why are you here? And to find your purpose, look in and look up. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I want to give you my book, Go For Free, gregorybnapp.com slash go free. And I want you to call and leave me a question or email me, 904-373-6591. And I've got all of this in the show notes. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go.